I mean, I would, but it's not right. Call? call. <laughs> <laughs> he said call. Andy's going to blind call the 9-4 suited. Uh, raise would have been better. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. And a raise from button clicker. Bill makes the call with pocket nines. How much do I owe? Eight. Yeah, it's 13. Four. Yeah, you, call, you called four. Did, okay, four. Did, did you see what you started? <laughs> and Nick makes Two, it 13K call, with 5 4 suited. Yeah, yes. Please, Nick, please don't say that in the middle of the hand. Huh? <laughs> please don't call me that in the middle of the hand. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas made it yeah, 13. Exactly. Well, sir, Nick. No, no, no. My name's Nick. Call from button clicker. And Bill comes along as well. So $40,000 already in there. We are playing a spicy little 100, 200, 400 game. Andy decides to make it a little bit spicier by limping in the dark with a 9-4 spades. Probably not a good strategy, but you know. You got to give some action to get some action, right? Folds around to button clicker on the button with pocket sevens. I love his raise to 2,000 bucks. Very, very good against a random hand in position. Over to Bill in the small blind with pocket nines. Given the limper was in the dark, I think it's probably fine just to re-raise at something like $8,000 or $9,000 with the pocket nines, given Bill is playing 133,000 deep. That said, calling is fine as well. Just don't fold. It's actually interesting in cash games. You can develop a three bet only strategy from the small blind or even the big blind if you're playing with an ante. And I don't really mind that strategy. It's definitely going to make your opponents a little bit more cautious raising too wide. Um, that said, some hands that really do want to call are going to be middle pairs, right? Because you really don't want to make it 8,000 in Bill's shoes and then have someone else make it 23,000, right? So fine. Bill goes for the call. Over to Nick Airball. He has an airball, the 5-4 clubs, and he opts to make it 13. 15,000. You may say, why in the world would you raise, re-raise with the 5-4 suited? It turns out, from a GTO point of view, some pretty good hands to re-raise bluff are going to be suited connectors. Now, I will say, as you're deeper and deeper stacked, you probably want to err a little bit more towards just a much stronger linear range, but it's fine to mix in 9-8 suited, 8-7 suited, 6-5 suited, 5-4 suited, especially when you're playing really deep stacked. And especially if you think your opponent's going to perhaps be either a little bit too cautious against you on the later betting rounds, where maybe you bet the flop, bet the turn, and blast the river and they fold too often. Or if you think perhaps they're just going to pay you off blindly every single time you make the nuts. If either one of those two things is going to be happening, then it's definitely good to get in there and mix it up with some low-suited connected type hands. So he goes for 13, which I think is fine. And if your opponents fold, you get to show them a 5 or a 4. And they'll know you can get well out of line, which is good. You have to give some action to get some action. Anyway. The 9-4 suited folds, good play. Pocket 7's calls, getting good implied odds in position. I think that's mandatory. Same thing for Bill. Getting good implied odds, you got to see the flop. Oh my. Oh my. So a straight for Nick Airball after 3-betting preflop and top set for button clicker. Flop comes 6-7-3. Hmm. Hmm. Bill has an overpair. He's drawing almost dead. Button clicker has a set. He's drawing about as bad as a set can be drawing. And Nick Airball has the literal straight. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. With the literal straight, out of position. I think 
you're probably supposed to check this flop a lot. And the reason I would think you're probably supposed to check this flop a lot is because both button clicker and bill are gonna have a decent amount of sets and Nick Airball probably isn't. So if Nick Airball is not gonna have all that many sets and only a small portion of hands like seven, six suited or five, four suited, which I presume is the case, I think you wanna check this flop a lot of the time. That said, if you have a loose, aggressive battling image as I have to presume Nick probably does, feel free to bet, put some money in the pot. I might bet a little bit bigger than Nick did. He went for 20,000. Uh, the pot was 40. I realized that in multi-way pots, out of position are usually supposed to be going small. But when you are playing very deep stacked, notice they are $400,000 deep against uh, button clicker, at least. I don't mind betting a little bit bigger in general, especially if your opponents think that you perhaps have not studied multi-way spots all that much. Because when your opponents do have a hand like an overpair, which they're gonna have a lot of overpairs as well, like pocket eights, pocket nines, pocket tens, whatever, they're just not gonna fold. So I think you can go either way here between checking or betting. Uh, whenever you're playing super deep stack, usually you do want to use slightly bigger bets in general because you want to be able to get your money in when you have the nuts. But I think the play here is probably to check and probably put in a check raise. As you would also do with some sporadic bluffs like over cards with back or straight draws and whatnot. But whatever, betting's fine. Let's see how the opponents play. And remember, these two played a massive hand earlier with... The ace high flushed against a full house, and they are going to tangle again. So a better 20,000. Button clicker with a set decides to just call. A lot of people may think, why in the world would you just call while you're set here? Well, button clicker really does not want to let Nick airball fold all of his airballs. And in this spot, I don't know what airball strategy is, but he's probably going to be betting with some combinations of overcards, especially with backdoor flush draws. Now, I said those are maybe hands you would consider check raising. But if you are going to be betting kind of frequently on this flop in airball shoes, well, you're obviously going to have a lot of random unpaired high cards. And button clicker really, really, really does not want to let airball fold his airballs. Okay? So I like the call. The only time I would raise in this scenario is if I thought my opponent just had a really, really strong range, like aces, kings, queens, and maybe I thought they only bet those hands on the flop, right? Typically, whenever tight players re-raise from the big blind in this scenario, they're usually going to have just big pairs of ace, king, and ace, queen, but a lot of them won't bet ace, king, and ace, queen. If you know they have something like jacks or better, and you know they're not going to fold it, you might as well raise it up. But I don't think that's the case against someone with airball as their last name. All right, so button clicker calls. Bill Klein easily folds the pocket nines. I think a lot of people in this scenario make the blunder of calling. But Bill realized very clearly in this scenario, the pot's getting humongous. The turn's not going to be great for me most of the time. These players are loading their money into the pot. This is a spot to ditch the nines, and he does. Good job, good work, Bill. Let's head to the turn. And now, Nick checks. So if I get to zero when it's my turn, I'm a hands dead, Lauren? No, I don't admit it. I don't have Maybe any. going for a check raise here. Can I sell him you look at these stacks, this could be... One of the biggest pots we've ever had here on Hustler <laughs> Casino Live. 45. $45,000. The turn brings the jack of spades, and much to my surprise, Airball decided to check. I would have thought that Airball would want to continue betting on this turn, because if you think about a lot of button clickers' range, it's going to be marginal hands at this point that really don't want to bet because they really do not want to bet and get raised. And also, airball could just be sitting here with a hand like pocket aces that's never folding, right? 
So as air balls range is more reasonably well protected from out of position with decently strong hands that don't want to play for $400,000 more, he's going to be checking a lot of the time, right? So for that reason, if button clicker did have a hand like pocket eights or random jack 10 of diamonds that just made top pair or pocket fours, I don't think he's going to be betting in this scenario all that often because all those hands are probably good if the pot stays manageable. I mean, $80,000 pot's already not all that manageable, but if the pot does not become too gigantic, those hands are probably good. But if he bets and gets called or bets and gets raised, those hands are usually going to be in pretty bad shape. And I got to presume button clickers range will contain some hands like aces he's just never, ever going to fold. So when your opponent is probably not going to be betting the turn all that often, you should be betting more often with your hands that really want to get money into the pot, like straights and sets in the scenario. So I probably would have bet in airball shoes, but he goes for the check, whatever. Over to button clicker, he has a set. You definitely want to load money in with the set, especially if you think that airball's range is going to be decently well protected. And if he is going to have over pairs or some top pairs, you need to bet. And I think you want to bet kind of big, given there's now a flush draw available. It's not that big of a deal because the flush draw is kind of unlikely, but I think this is a fine spot to go for a bigger bet than the 45,000 that button clicker used because he really wants to be able to play a big pot as well. Like button clicker thinks he has the nuts right now, right? So when you think you have the nuts, you typically want to load in money. I realize sets are sometimes not the best hands to load the money in with because it's more difficult for your opponent to have random pairs like nine, eight, or it's like eight, seven suited or seven, five suited. But I think when you're playing deep stack, you have to be a little bit greedy and try to get loads and loads of money in the pot. Because if you get an extra 10 or 15,000 in on the turn, that's going to allow you to get an extra 20 or 30 or 40,000 in on the river, which is excellent. Would you rather win an extra 20 or 30 or 40,000 in the hand or not? I think you probably would. Also, I do think button clickers betting range on the turn is going to be really, really polarized in general. So if he is going to have either really good hands or junky draws, then I think he's going to, should, he should be more inclined to use big bets in general in that scenario too. That said, button clickers are world-class, heads up, master. So what he does is probably just right and I'm probably wrong. All right, he goes 45,000. Let's see how Airball responds. How amazing would it be if the hand was there right now? All in. Shove from Nick. Wow. All in for effectively $350,000. Airball decides to load all of the money in. $400,000 effective. Whew, that's a big bet. What do we think about it? This is an interesting spot because I would have initially thought that button clickers range to bet roughly half pot on the turn would be not overly polarized to either the nuts or nothing. I would have thought he's going to have some hands like a jack that's just going for value. Maybe some hands like pocket tens or pocket nines that are going for value slash protection. But if he does not have those hands in his range, because those hands will probably fold to the gigantic all in, then that means he either has a set or two pair or maybe an over pair. And against that range, well, you're in great shape and your opponent's probably not going to fold. So you might as well load all the money in immediately. But as you add more marginal made hands to button clickers range, I start to like the shove way less. Also, as you add more floats on the flop that will bluff the turn to button clickers range, I like the shove way less because those are obviously going to fold. It's a cool spot because I really have no clue what button clickers range is in this scenario. Obviously, we see he has a very, very strong hand. So if he is actually very polarized here and very importantly, 
He's not going to float the flop all that wide with random overcards and backdoor flush draws and backdoor straight draws. As to be fair, he probably won't. I don't know. I don't know a strategy in general in those spots. Um, so if he is very tilted towards having very good hands that are unfoldable, I actually like the shove. Typically, when people do make these large shoves, they usually either have a hand that is almost always good but vulnerable, which will be a hand like two pair or set, which button clicker sevens have an easy call against, or an high equity draw, a high equity draw like nine eight of spades or ten eight of spades or something like that. Because if you have a hand like nine eight of spades or ten eight of spades, if you check call a turn bet, if you lead the river when you miss while your opponent's going to call with all their bluff catchers, if you check the river when you miss and your opponent either checks or bets, you just lose. And if you do happen to hit and you lead, well, lots of draws will have gotten there and your opponent's going to fold a lot. And if you check whenever you hit, they're just going to check behind a lot of the time. So this is a spot where high equity draws really, really, really do love to put in a raise. I think the raise may just be too big across the board, though. I think the play may be to make it more like 120 in general. That said, Airball does load it in for all the moolah. Let's see which button, button clicker clicks. And it's a call, and we're going to play an $870,000 pot. This is almost a million-dollar pot. Twice confirmed. With a set against the straight, they're going to run this river twice. Sure, you got it. Some of you may be surprised to see button clicker pretty easily call for a load of money. And I think it actually is a really easy call. Like I said, in this spot, I would presume Airball is going to have a lot of high equity draws and a lot of good but vulnerable hands like random two pairs. I know there's not a lot of two pairs available. So if anything, I would think he's going to be very, very weighted towards high equity draws. So sevens is a great shape against those. So we have a very easy call. And to be fair, we really only lose to pocket jacks, which doesn't really need to rip it in for a pile. And five, four suited, which also doesn't really need to rip it in for a pile. Easy call to pocket sevens. Let's run it twice. Wow. Huge pair of rivers incoming. Good luck, man. Thank you. Gonna need it. Twice confirmed. First one goes to Nick. One time, Lauren. Hold it. Poor Lauren. <laughs> no, I don't know. Chop it. pressure on I can do that if you want. Are you bluffing me in the other hand? <laughs> you can blame me. <laughs> I'll tell you if I lose this one. You'll be on your way home after you lose this I one, know. right? Wow. On my bike to Vegas. Nick needling button, button clicker in this huge I spot. Like all of it. Greedy. This is the biggest pot you ever played? Yeah. Button Clicker admits that this is the biggest pot he has ever played at close to $900,000. And while most of us here watching this video today have probably not played a $900,000 pot, I want to know what the biggest pot is that you have ever played. The biggest pot that I've ever played, not in a tournament, of course, I think it was for something like 180000 And I got my opponent in with them drawing dead. So that worked out. But I want to know, what's the biggest pot you have ever played? Let me know in the comments section below. And if you feel like typing out the hand, feel free. Line up, line up, care or something? 
Here's the second river. Another brick, and Nick Airball wins an $870,000 pot off of Button Clicker, flopping a straight in a three-bet pot against top set. Wow. And that was the biggest pot in Hustler Casino Live history. Unbelievable. $870,000. And wow, what a first show for Button Clicker. Nice time, Nick. Wait, so did you bluff me the other hand? No, I had checks. Fuck. And it looks like he's going to head out. I did tell Ryan I would... What did I say, JR, before the game? I said I... I forgot if it was a million dollar pot. Oh, no, no, it was less. But I might have said... That might have been the record. He had like 350 effective. How does it feel, man? It's a 13-3, just flopping nuts, guys. You guys all play like Nitz when the big straddles are on. and the big 13,005 high. It's going to be a small... Certainly a memorable day for Button Clicker. They run it twice, and Button Clicker loses the biggest pot of his life. Could you imagine flopping a set in a three-bet pot, getting a load of money in, and losing after running it twice? Uh, fun game we all decided to play, huh? That's gonna be it for today. If you enjoyed this video, click the like button, click the subscribe button. When you get in with a set, I hope you win at least half of the pot. I'll talk to all of you next time.